You're listening to the Women Inspiring Women podcast. Each week, network marketing professional and mom-turned-entrepreneur Melanie Mitro gives you her tried-and-true tips for building a business from your kitchen table. This self-made millionaire went from a stay-at-home mom to the top of a network marketing business in just three years. She built an online health and fitness business from the ground up while raising babies and juggling being a mom and wife. Now she wants to help you become the boss of your own life. For blog posts, business tips, and more, check out her website at melaniemitro.com. Now let's get to the show. Here's your host, Melanie Mitro. Well, hey, everybody. It's Melanie Mitro, the host of the Women Inspiring Women podcast. Happy Tuesday. I just hope you are starting off the month really strong and empowered and excited about all of the opportunity as we go into the last two months of this year. I love this time of year. I love this time of year because it's really a time of growth. It's a time of planting new seeds. It's a time to double down on what you want most in your life and what you're striving for. It is a time to reflect and reevaluate, but it's also where we build momentum. It's where my Enneagram threes, my achievers, my strong finishers, like you show up and even though it it feels a little more challenging this time of year, if I can be quite honest with you, you know, this time of year, you know, energy sometimes can be low. Your team energy can be a little bit lower. And what I mean by that is a lot of times we will see our downlines take this step back. And I want to arm you and equip you with what we need to take a step forward to lean in a little bit more. And as a leader in the industry, it's important that we're leading from the front. We're really getting out ahead of the challenges. We're anticipating people's actions and that the general population, our people that are in our downlines are not necessarily they're not like you and I. They are not, they don't always have a CEO mindset. They have an employee mindset. A lot of people have these mindset blocks that truly are keeping them in a small-minded, you know, reactionary environment. And it's our job to bring awareness to that, to arm our people with the tools and the strategies that they need to paint this crystal clear vision of where we're going and why leaning in right now is worth it. And to lead people through action, that's what people want. That's what people need right now. And we want to be in the forefront of that really, truly leading the way. And so I love this time of year. It's called separation season. My a dear mentor of mine, I almost said dear friend, but we've never met each other in person, Ed Milet did a podcast episode on separation season years ago, and it has stuck with me ever since. It's become a mantra, a guiding principle in the fourth quarter for me of I am creating separation between myself and the competition, between myself and other people. And it is because I am not showing up and 10xing all of the things and being super scattered, but I am showing up and I am being consistent. I'm disciplined. I have a positive mindset. I'm working on becoming that best version of myself. I'm every single day doing things that are lining up to get me to where I want to be. 
And so today, in today's podcast, I just, I want to take a moment. I want to pull up a chair. We're just going to imagine that we're at a cute little chic coffee shop and we've got a cup of tea or matcha or coffee in hand. And we're we're leader to leader really chatting about the climate of network marketing right now. We're chatting about the challenges that we're facing. We're really what is different, what is evolving, and how do we as leaders actually need to evolve in this season of our life? And so I have these five points that I want to walk you through today about just leadership in 2023 and in 2024. What does guiding your downline look like? What does doubling your income look like? What does it look like from a leadership standpoint in the current conditions that we're under? You know, rising costs, we have inflation, we have this culture shift from I don't want to work hard to I realize I need to work hard and, you know, we're only doing what feels good to I need to challenge myself a little bit more because that's not working. That's not making me feel fulfilled. And so we just have a very confused society that doesn't know, they don't know what they are, who they want to be. And it's our job to to show up strong. And I also feel like there is a lot of distraction, even even more so, and maybe there's not more distraction, but there's is a lot of noise right now. And if you're in the online marketing space, if you have been around for a decade or more like I have, when I first really stepped into the online space, there were not a lot of companies who were doing business on Facebook. Instagram was just getting off the ground. Most people, and even in 2010 and 11, I was, home parties were a big thing. You still got together in person and that's how you did business was really belly to belly and meetings and, you know, all these get togethers. And, you know, it wasn't, it was, it wasn't, it was easy to organically get on social media and talk about what you were doing. And it was, you were trailblazing, you were leading the way. And so it was, there, it was just easier back in 2011. We also didn't know what we were doing. It didn't, we didn't have to have as much thought behind it. You know, a lot of success was being had on just really beginner marketing strategies. And then, you know, people caught on very quickly. And over the years, people got in the online space and blogging became a big thing. And Instagram really rose up, you know, and YouTube started to take off and just so many things shifted. And a lot of large companies started to come and play in the same sandbox, you know, running ads on Facebook. I can remember my network marketing company when they started running Facebook and Instagram ads, just how upset we were because they were in our space. But it was because they were evolving. Their infomercial business side of things wasn't as lucrative as it used to be. And they were looking for new avenues to get in there and connect with people. And so, you know, we just keep watching it evolve. We keep watching it shift. And so if we fast forward to today, we not only still have network marketing opportunities in lots of different companies for people that want to build an online business, but you're seeing this rise in this affiliate marketing, this rise in, 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 in influencers, in people who are sharing links, in people who are creating digital products, people who are, you know, doing Amazon storefronts. There is just 
there is no longer just one way to make money from home. There's now thousands of ways to do that. And COVID really, it really put that on the fast track. That pandemic really opened up our eyes to, you know, hey, there are other ways to create a living outside of going to a nine to five or having a desk job or whatever it might be. And so, sure, the space has become it has become more robust. There are definitely more options for career paths, but in no way is network marketing dead or dying or phasing out because I'll be quite frank with you. There are a lot of people out there that don't have the following, the marketing ability to create a digital product, to create an online storefront, to you know have enough of an engaged community and following to actually, you know, make a significant income from selling their links, you know, just posting links on social media. A network marketer, on the other hand, you know, when you come into a direct sales company, really the perks and the benefits of that are you have, right? You have the products, you have the company, you have the marketing, you have the infrastructure of that. And you can you can sell links or you can sell your company's products through your company links and you can build a team of people. And so I always look at network marketing. It's kind of the gateway to entrepreneurship. If you can succeed in growing a network marketing business, you can really succeed at growing anything because the same principles apply. One of the things that is incredibly important for you to remember is that right now, you do have to look at the social landscape and you have to look at how am I leading? What are my what are my processes and systems? And are they still relevant right now in 2023? Or are my teaching systems that were relevant back in 2019, 2020, 2021? And what I'm finding is that I'm hearing all of this chatter about network marketing and is it dead and is it going to be the hardest year of our life in this industry? And it doesn't have to be that way. It doesn't have to be. And it shouldn't be that way. Just because there are other income opportunities that have come into our space to hang out and compete with us doesn't mean that we aren't still a really robust opportunity for people. There are a lot of people that don't want to, you know, they don't want to do that on social media. They don't want to build a digital product. They want to just sell something that they're passionate about and create an income for it. But if you're noticing, and this is just something for you to ask yourself, we're going to do a little self-assessment. If you right now are a network marketing leader and you have seen a decline in your income in 2023, this is for you. If you are a network marketing leader who has seen a decline in your downlines engagements and their sales and their success, if you are seeing that decline or you're seeing it flatline or you're breaking even, maybe you have just as many going out as coming in. If any of those things are happening, my first point of evaluation is to really ask yourself, am I still, am I actually training based on old and outdated systems? Am I leading my team with old and outdated systems? Am I using old outdated systems? And even as the leader, once you have achieved that momentum and that success and that visibility online, sometimes 
sometimes, not all the time, you actually have built enough of a brand that you can use outdated systems and they'll actually continue to work for you. And then there are times where it doesn't work and you're using old outdated systems and you're seeing the decline in your business, right? You're seeing that in your sales and you're seeing that income go down. So the first thing you have to ask yourself is, am I training based on what worked in the past? That's question number one. When is the last time you went in and you looked at your social media training, your onboarding training, your leadership training, your recruitment training? When was the last time you looked at all of those things and created some updates? Not not trashing it all and starting new, but when was the last time you really said, like, is the things that I am teaching my new people coming in to do, are they still relevant? Do they still work? Do they still produce results? So that's the first thing that you have to ask yourself. What if I look at my business as a whole, what are some of my areas of improvement? The next thing is asking yourself, am I setting very clear metrics for success with a new distributor as they sign up in my organization? Does your team know what they should do in the first day that they're enrolled, week, month, and the first 90 days? One thing that I find as I'm working with leaders, whether it's in the Leadership Mastermind or it's something we do in our private coaching sessions, is we talk a lot about onboarding. We talk a lot about supporting a new distributor in their business. And so a lot of times people will have a sequence that they've set up. I want you to log in. I want you to get your website set up. I want you to get your email activated. I want you to make a launch post. I want you to send some invites. And we tell them what to do, but we don't tell them what we want them to achieve. We don't tell them why. We want them to do the things that we want them to do. And so as a leader, I want you to just hit pause for one second and you're going to go and you're going to look at your flow of how you guide somebody that's new in the business. And I want you to say, do I tell them that in the first day they should sign a customer? In the first day they should invite 10 people? In the first week they should have two customers signed up? They should unlock level one of your compensation plan? Do they know in the first 90 days what their paycheck should look like, where they should be rank advancing to? Are you giving them clear expectations? A lot of times when we have been jaded in the business, what I mean by that is a lot of times when we sign up partners or distributors, ambassadors, and we give them a metric, a goal to work towards, and they don't do it. And the next person doesn't do it. And the next person doesn't do it. We we start to second guess ourselves. We actually start to second guess our leadership. We second guess whether or not it's possible to achieve those goals, even though we did it ourselves or we watch other people do it. We begin to think, oh my gosh, am I pushing people too hard? Am I scaring them away? And so we don't set goals because of that. That is another red blinking light because you're not being bold. And what I've shared in the past and in past podcasts is you have to bring the fire. You have to bring the energy. You got to bring the vision. You got to tell people this is possible. I believe in you. And then you got to support them to them achieving that goal. And so we can't be afraid that we're going to 
fail. We can't be afraid that this next person is going to quit. I would rather you put it out there, set the expectations, be really bold about it, and and them actually quit because they're just not the right people. And then I would like for you to put the expectations out there and then the right people, they get it. They go with it. They run. They take it all the way to the top. So do you have clear metrics for success as a new distributor? That's the first thing. The second thing is, do they know how to achieve that success? So that's a big thing. We can say to people in the first week, I want you to sign up two customers and unlock the compensation plan. But then do we tell them how to do it? That sometimes we maybe give people the pieces, but we don't put it into a framework. And every new team member needs to have a success framework for what does achieving that goal actually look like. So it can be a checklist. It can be a self-paced training. It's a video series, an email series. It can be whatever it might be. It's something from you that says, Here is how you find your first two customers in the first seven days. This is how you make X amount of money in seven days. And so you actually do have a step one, step two, step three, step four, and go back and look at that metric and actually say, okay, is my metrics outdated? Am I telling people to click the link in bio and we know that that no longer is as effective as it was even two years ago? Are we telling people to post on social media and and message the people that like and comment when we know that that is going down in effectiveness, especially in a launch post? Are we teaching people, like when you say this is how you launch your business, Is your launch post examples from 2020 or 2019? Are your invite examples from 2019 and 2020? Is your follow-ups outdated? Is the process of getting somebody signed up outdated? So you have got to go back and actually look at the how. If you're telling people, I want you to have your first two customers signed up within seven days, is the how to get there very clear? And is the how to get there updated for 2023, okay? That's important. You're providing them with the guidance. They need the steps. And also, when you tell people how to get there, you also need to tell people why. This is like point two B, all right? So if I don't know why I'm supposed to do something, the likelihood of me doing it is going to be significantly decreased. If there isn't a reason for me to get uncomfortable, for example, I want to make $500 for the holidays so I don't have to put my Christmas gifts on a credit card. If that if that is my if that's my why, right? Then it makes me more I'm more likely to do the actual work because I know that it's worth it, right? Waking up on Christmas morning and seeing my boys and their faces and the joy that in the moment and in that experience and also, you know, not having that stress of the bills hanging over us, you know, that makes the the why, right? So much more powerful. I I will do the work. Sorry for the dog in the background. We've got all kinds of things going on. This is real life as we're recording our podcast today. You really, you have to, and when you're talking to a new distributor, 
You want to make sure that they understand this is why I'm having you do this. This is how it's going to help you get to your goals. These are the steps that we're going to take to get there. So that, friends, is, is really important that we don't lose sight of that. The third thing is when we're looking at our current team structure, how are our people rewarded for their work? So often we wait until our upline recognizes people. I want to make sure that we are recognizing people. When somebody sells their first product, there's a shout out. It can be in a chat. It can be a text message. It can be a post in your team page. It can go in your newsletter that you send out every week. But how are people being rewarded? Are you recognizing them for their first sale? Are you recognizing them for their first benchmark for unlocking the compensation plan for, you know, they're even just showing up and launching their business. You want to constantly be looking at what your people are doing and finding ways to celebrate them. Just that that concept of I see you, I see what you're doing, you're, you know, I'm proud of you. I, I'm recognizing your work. That is going to go a long way when it when it comes to just people wanting to keep showing up because we're motivated by by words of affirmation. We're motivated by recognition. We're motivated by significance, feeling included. We're motivated by the financial side of it. So we want to make sure that we're recognizing our people to in order to keep them motivated, to know that we see them. We're rooting for them. We believe that success is possible for them too. Number four, the social landscape is really changing right now and how people want to be served. And, and, and I'm talking about social media, Facebook, Instagram, how people consume content is changing, how people purchase is changing. Back in, you know, a couple years ago, all of all of people, the people on social media were really posting like influencers. You know, it was very much a personal brand. You could share links and people would just directly buy. There was a lot of that sort of, you know, behavior happening. That way, everything looked very pretty and curated and Instagram worthy and like blogger-esque is really what things looked like. And so lots of people thrived in that era, but that era is shifting. And so if you are an influencer, meaning your job is to blog and share links and you've built up this online community where people just know you for your influencer status, you know, and what you're up to, you can keep going in that direction. For many people that aren't at that level, right, there's a huge number of people you have, you want to look and say, how are people buying right now? It's not really about the look at me. I went on this trip. I bought this car. I have this house. I ate these meals today. I did this workout. It's starting to shift. It is. It has shifted to what can you do for me? And if all of your trainings for your downline are post about your workout, post about what you ate today, post about what you're reading in your personal development, guess what your team is doing? They're posting about their personal development, but they're saying, I read this book today. It made a profound impact. Motivation is everything. Happy Tuesday. 
Or they're like, I did my workout today. I feel so much better now that it's done. Don't forget to make time for yourself. Happy Tuesday. That is you documenting your day. And to be honest with you, nobody really cares that much that you did your workout today. But what they do care about is why did you do your workout? How could this maybe help me? What are some of the problems you have navigated through that you can help me through? So now it is here, you know, do you eat breakfast? Breakfast and and a stat about breakfast, right? People that eat breakfast are more likely to X, Y, and Z. When you eat a when you eat breakfast, it's, you know, you want to make sure you prevent the crash. The way you prevent the crash is you have a balanced plate. It's a protein, it's a carb, it's a good fat, it's a fruit or vegetable. And so you're educating people. And you're bringing this level of awareness to, do you have a mid-morning crash in your energy where you want to take a nap? Or are you on your third cup of coffee for the day? Are you skipping meals and then binging at night? When you ask questions and then you educate people, but it's obviously your photos, your reels, your content, people start to go, wow, Melanie doesn't just sell wellness, but Melanie can help me become healthier as well. And so we do have to change the landscape of the way we actually post on social media. And a lot of people are still stuck in the I, me, my. And I'm actually going to do an interview with my business partner, who is a branding expert today on Instagram. And we're going to talk a little bit about that. But that, if you're looking at your current training system and you're teaching your people, that's what you post on social media. And you talk about, you know, how you talk about your wellness groups or your product groups or your parties. If you're doing it where it's all focused on you, you're probably not having as much success as you used to because people want to know what can you do for them. Also, you got to elevate. This is not actually a change from previous years, but you have to show up as a business owner. If your page looks like a personal page, if your page just looks like you love posting on social media and you love talking about skincare and you love talking about your favorite beauty finds or you love talking about working out, people just think you love to do that. They think that's just what your 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 hobbies are. A lot of times people don't even realize that you're a legit business owner because it just looks cute. So you got to elevate yourself. And the ways you elevate yourself is your bio doesn't look like a dating profile. You have clickable links where people can actually opt in to a freebie. They can opt in to get more information about your business opportunity or the products. Your banner, if it's on Facebook, is professional looking. Your content showcases people you've helped achieve results or transformations before and afters. It's giving advice. It's building a community. It's showing your personal journey. So if your business doesn't look like a business profile, that's another reason why you aren't achieving success is because it just looks like it's a cute hobby for you and it's something you're passionate about. So leaders, you got to take a look at your training systems right now. How are you training people to show up on social media? Because if it is outdated, we need to bring it into 2023, all right? And 2024, to be quite honest with you. The last thing, the final point that I want to make is what are you as a leader doing to elevate your mindset? So often I work with these incredible people, incredible women who have built incredible businesses that are absolutely 
just amazing. And the wealth and the impact that they have generated through their own just experience is really honorable. But their mindset right now, today, is really stinky. And that crappy mindset is actually creating a gap between where they are and their fullest potential. And as leaders, we have to navigate, especially in November and December, when it's easy to hit sort of the end of your rope and be just a little tired from all of the hard work that you've been doing. The seasons are changing and the holidays are coming and there's this natural tendency to just want to chill out. And there's also a natural tendency to compare where you're at to where you've been in the past, to where you're going, to get bored, to get complacent, to have this itch to do something different and something new. You got to learn to manage that mindset. You got to you got to call yourself out. You got to recognize when you're playing in a sandbox that is not actually driving you towards the best version of yourself that you can be. I work so hard on the mindset every single day, whether it is through my daily fire, it's my journaling. I journal in the morning. I journal at night. I listen to personal development when I'm in the car. I listen to it while I'm getting dressed. I'm I'm watching courses while I'm sitting in the sauna. I mean, I am always reading books about a deficit in my skill set so I can be better for not only just myself, but for the people I lead. You, when you decided I'm going to build a network marketing team, you decided to build a network marketing team. Those people are looking to you to lead them. And if right now your mindset is a womp womp, you're, that's your team's vibe. That's what your team is looking at. They're going to pull back. And you know what? Most often, they're not nearly as productive as you are. So you're going to see this drastic drop in the productivity of your downline. My challenge to you is maybe right now you've got to really double down on the mindset piece and not avoiding the work that you need to be doing. But what's in your ears? What do you fill in your head with? Who are you spending your time with? You got to get into rooms. And this for me is one of the things that I'm really passionate about right now is just getting in community with other women, not even in the same industry, but, you know, going to events, being part of masterminds and leadership groups where women are really elevating one another. Because what I find is that when we aren't doing those things, we just lack creativity. We don't have new ideas. When we're not partnering with other people and collaborating, we can sort of slack off. And so for me, just making sure that I'm constantly elevating the mindset, I'm also saying who, what, what skill sets do I lack and how can I find people that are that are strong in those areas that I can partner with. So those are some of the things that I do that really help me to stay forward facing, to make sure that I'm leading with the best strategies, the best tactics, the best business practices so that I can see success and I'm not spinning my wheels and circling the mountain. And I certainly don't want to waste my team's time by teaching them outdated systems and business practices. So You know, as you're listening to this podcast episode, I really hope you've had a few aha moments because I would venture to say that you did. 
that some of the things you're doing right now are actually a waste of time. You're teaching old systems, you're, you are using old business practices, and then you're frustrated that you're not getting results. You're blaming the network marketing industry, but it's not the network marketing industry. It's actually us. We haven't evolved yet. So this is a good wake-up call. This is a good time for you to say, where do I need to get plugged in? And maybe, just maybe, it is working with me through my leadership mastermind. And again, this is a high-level upper leader mastermind. So if you have a team, if sales are coming naturally, if you signed up one to three new ambassadors every single month, if you, like the sales is not suffering, you are building a team and you're like, I need to be close to the fire. I need to be around other people who get it. I need to be with people who are throwing out new ideas, who are solution-oriented, who are are the fire, who are the energy, who want to double their income in 2024. If that is you, I would encourage you to click the link in the show notes right now and apply. I'll send you some info. We can hop on a call or we don't have to. If you don't want to, we can chat back and forth through email or direct message and you can get into my circle and be part of my my coaching and mentorship program for the next six months. And I'm going to lead you to setting those clear metrics, to teaching you the how and the why, to setting up the reward systems and really navigating the social media landscape right now so that you are recruiting top talent, you are bringing in new customers, and your, your mindset is staying in the right space. All right, friends. I hope that today's podcast episode made an impact in your life. And if it did, if you took some things away from today, just grab a quick screenshot, go over to Instagram, tag me at Melanie Mitro. Tell me what you loved about this episode today. If you have future episode ideas, you can DM me on Instagram too. Tell me what you think would be a great future podcast episode. And as always, would love to connect with you, especially as you're thinking about your investments for next year. I sure hope you're investing in your business and you've set aside some money for those investments. I'd love for you to consider mentorship with me, whether it's through private coaching or the leadership mastermind, or even one of our courses that we have to offer. Just reach out and ask. I would love to connect and I hope you have an amazing day. All right, friends, we'll see you next week on the Women Inspiring Women podcast.